Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode of Figuring Out 30 is brought to you by the Spoonie Society, making a change in the lives of those with chronic illness. Daisy, do you do the podcast intro? Welcome back to Figuring Out 30. Oh, I can hear you. There we go. I'll let you down. I'll let you down. Okay, so first of all, I don't know how I'm feeling about using this little intro, outro music bed for the new era of the podcast. I feel like it suited the first season and that kind of mood, but I don't know. I want to be like a little bit more playful with this one. I need a little bit more energy in the music and obviously I take my music very seriously. So I found this bed. Um, See what we think. Let's, Let's press play. this one could work it's so funny when you go through all the generic copyright free music beds you can download so many of them some of them are so cringe but this feels kind of cool kind of fun and and not too like over the top or anything I don't know I'm I'm feeling it but I guess we'll see how it goes for this week I think it could work though but anyway hello I am back doing this it's so nice to be back behind a microphone. So I launched Figuring Out 30 last year as a a bit of a 10 episode series. And I really treated that as a pilot season of sorts, mainly so I could just gain a new skill set and try podcasting and see if it was something that I wanted to continue or whatever. And if there was interest and yeah, I'm so happy that I'm going to be getting back into it now. But if you haven't checked out those initial episodes, you can give it a suss when you've got time. I, I basically take you through what my first year in my 30s was like and speaking to other people about it on the topics of like dating and astrology and career, fertility, all that kind of stuff. And now I'm ready to continue and I want to open it up a bit too. So it's really just going to be topics that I'm interested in exploring, topics that come up as I navigate my life as a 31-year-old and yeah, still having those conversations with others who are in the same boat or who have been through some interesting stuff at this point in their lives. So here we are. And a lot has happened since I last spoke to you in podcast form. Um, Of course, I was also available in radio form as I have been for the last seven years, but I decided to quit my job. So we're going to get into that. But yeah, a lot has happened. I mean, 2022, that was a really good year for me, I feel. Uh, Definitely a lot better than 2021. Um, So many nice little moments to kind of look back on. I I think of going to Vegas as like a spontaneous trip that was booked for an emo music festival, literally booked that in Feb. This lineup came out that literally looked good too good to be true. It had like My Chemical Romance and Paramore and 303 and All American Rejects and Bring Me the Horizon and everyone literally thought it was fake and it's going to be like a fire festival situation. But it ended up being a thing at the end of October and 
my friend Abby and I went along for five nights. It was like a real FIFO job. And it was so epic. It was just such a fun trip. We stayed at Flamingo because um, Abby wanted her like Katy Perry pink Vegas moment. So obviously going to stay at Flamingo on the strip. Um, we went to a RuPaul's Drag Race show. We saw Foles. They kicked off their North American tour the night before the festival. Uh, got to like hang out with Yanis and Jack from Foles after their gig. I got to see Jordan from Bring Me the Horizon, who I adore. And um, yeah, it was an epic epic trip so that was a huge highlight of last year as was Hamilton the musical I went to like the opening night it was my first time going to a musical premiere and it was so fancy and fun like getting dressed up and having champagne I went with Dee and we went to the after party at the State Library of Victoria so crazy going to the library when it's not a library like I had no idea you could book it out as an event and obviously you'd have to be hell loaded to do that but they had like a DJ in the middle of you know that main bit everyone takes a photo of like the main library area there was a dj right in the center in like this elevated bit and then all of the desks were dead set like just food stations like taco buffets and stuff and people would be like studying there or reading there during the day but we were eating tacos it was sick (laughs) what else oh of course meeting oscar so i met oscar pretty much before i launched um the podcast last year in fact our first date was the day after i got my photos done for the podcast and yeah my first date with oscar was my first time going on a date with someone that i matched with on an app and someone that i've never even met beforehand so yeah, obviously went well because we're still together. In fact, we just moved in together. We got a house that we're renting and um, yeah, it's really sweet. So maybe I'll talk a bit more about that at some points. But I guess another thing that happened in 2022 was that I decided to yeah quit my job. So we should probably get into that just briefly. I'll try to be brief about it anyway, because um, yeah, I think that's, you know, a lot of people know me for being from Triple J. And it was maybe a little bit surprising to some people because it's like a public, it's a public role. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I probably maybe envisioned this year as potentially my last year hosting Good Nights, but around October, November, just eh, a few things happened. And for the record, it's not like bad blood or anything. I had an amazing seven year stint at Triple J. And even the fact that I got to do good nights for five years, you know, that's a show that I would listen to so much. That was, yeah, just a dream come true. But I guess when, yeah, it looks like that you're leaving your dream job, people are like, why, where are you going? (laughs) So yeah, I don't know. It was just a decision that I made as amazing as the job was, truthfully, I did feel like in terms of my growth and development as a presenter, nothing was really being offered there. And I did feel underutilized. And I did feel like that was a huge lack of visibility for any program at nighttime or on weekends and stuff. And, you know, this isn't like news to them. I expressed this. I asked for an exit interview when I left because I had feedback that I wanted to pass on in how I guess I felt and why I was moving on and I guess what led to that decision because yeah it was a really weird 
I don't know, it was a really weird and shitty experience, I guess, in terms of like my contract negotiation. So again, don't want to like really go into the depths of it because it's just a weird thing to talk about. But like I was essentially offered two years. I went back and said, oh, I'd prefer to just sign on for another year because that's what I'd been doing up until that point. Just I was always offered a 12-month contract. Um, but in terms of what I was negotiating, it wasn't like a pay rise or anything. I just asked to get my cab charge back at nighttime. So I used to get a cab charge to get me home at night because I was working at nighttime in an on-air capacity. And that's kind of like a, I don't know, a standard for media organizations. But they cut an hour from my show and cut the Friday show for 2022, which I was fine with. But I mean, I guess silly me, I probably should have in that conversation asked about my cab charge, but I just assumed that I would still be eligible because I was still working at nighttime. And I also didn't have a producer last year, so I was working alone at nighttime. Anyway, they took the cab charge off me for 2022. And I said, you know, at the start of that year, like, you know, I really think it's important that I have it like out of security and stuff. I'm not going to walk a kilometer to the train station and then walk from Brunswick station to my place. Like it's just not safe to do that. And I mentioned how this incident happened with my older sister. Like you can look it up in the news and stuff. Um, her and a friend were walking back to a friend's car one night at Fed Square and were bashed and mugged. And it was horrific. Like I remember going to court with my older sister about that. I even mentioned that I live on the same street. Well, my old apartment rather was on the same street as to where Jill Ma lived. And unfortunately it's a, like, it's so weird. It's like a, a matter of you have to have like an active stalker or something. Like it's not about prevention. Something has happened has to have happened to you, which I think is pretty cooked considering, you know, previous security issues with female employees. But anyway, another thing that I guess I brought to the table was just on the argument of chronic illness management, because if you don't know, I have endometriosis and I have been taking medicinal cannabis for the pain management, but I haven't taken it for a pretty long time because I couldn't take it last year because I chose to drive in to work every day because I was not getting public transport at nighttime. I just was not putting myself in that position because I wouldn't have done it outside of work. But unfortunately, ABC don't provide parking. So, you know, just going to park every night was a fucking nightmare. Anyway, the reasoning that I put forward in my negotiation was literally like, I would like my cab charge back. You know, you took it off me. I would like it back because I don't have a producer. I'm working alone at nighttime. It's still nighttime and I don't feel like it's safe. And it also makes it hard to um, manage my chronic pain, you know, when I do need to take my medicinal cannabis because driving with THC in your system is not a good idea. <laughs> anyway, I went through like the ABC talent manager just to make sure that what I was asking for was reasonable and justified and valid because last thing I want to do is be fucking difficult or whatever. And she was a great uh, support and contact and she agreed um, but unfortunately doesn't like make the decisions or whatever. I put that forward and then I get a response back and this is via email because obviously it's contract negotiation. So you want to have sh shit in writing and whatnot. Um, and the response was like, yeah, very formal, but <laughs> it really offended me. So I'll let you know what the response was. But first, I do just want to give a quick shout out to today's sponsor.
There's nothing better than getting around a local female-founded empire, but especially one that seeks to help those with chronic illness. And that is exactly what the Spoonie Society is all about. Operating out of Melbourne, the Spoonie Society is your one-stop shop for the most stylish heat packs, which are filled with Australian-grown lupins, so they don't sweat or smell when they're heated. And these heat packs can also be used as cold packs. From period pain, lower back aches, and sore shoulders, the Spoonie Society heat packs are the perfect way to treat chronic pain, like my endometriosis, and also assist injury recovery on the go. Made for Spoonies by Spoonies. The Spoonie Society also stock a range of amazing books and apparel. You can check out the link to the online store in the show notes of this episode. Thank you so much to the Spoonie Society for making today's episode possible. So I get the response to my contract negotiation request via email and it was, yeah, a very formal thing. Like I can see how they have to like tick the boxes in addressing my concerns and what they could provide or whatnot. But one thing stuck out to me that I just found super offensive and I was really taken aback by. And it was the question, are you fit to work if you can't drive? And I don't know, I was just could not stop staring at that question because I was like, would you say that to someone with a physical presenting disability? Like, would you say that to someone in a wheelchair or something? It just felt so off and it really did bother me because like I have pushed through so much pain on air and I'm really tried to not let it get in the way of me presenting a good program and still bringing the energy to my show, you know? And I just didn't, yeah, I don't know. I didn't feel supported or that I was worth it for them to be like, you know what, you can have your cab charge back. And I know it probably sounds so minor, but it really just was the principle. Like for me, who has been there for so long and who has worked really hard and for me, who has been so vocal about chronic illness and supporting and being an advocate for people with chronic illness, I don't know. I feel like the question really, if anything, should have been like, what are you doing to make your workplace accessible? Because that's the issue. Like I'm not the issue. I've proven over the years that I can work. You just make right now, you're just making it a bit fucking hard for me to get to work. (laughs) So I sat with it for a bit because it was actually right before I went to Vegas. And then when I came home from that trip, I just could not bring myself to sign the contract. And it's a really weird thing because it's not like I was going on to any other full-time job. I didn't have other work lined up. I was just essentially being like, I think I'm just going to have to leave. So that's what I did. And I, yeah, declined the offer. It just felt like a tipping point really. And And then it got passed on to a higher manager within the music networks and they were pretty devastated and they said they were willing to honor my request, but it kind of just felt like, you know, why did it get to me saying, all right, I will leave for you to say like so I could have had it in the first place like why would you just put me through that because like I felt like shit throughout that process and you know I kept going to the ABC talent manager you know I felt like I was being a burden and that I was being difficult when I really wasn't like I truly do still stand by my reasonings and um honestly like it feels really good. And it's not like I left on a bad note or anything. In fact, I specifically requested an exit interview and passed on my feedback in in how I felt I was managed and this process and other things that I think the station could work on. And I did feel, you know, seen and heard in, in that exit interview. So I'm glad that happened. And I do think there's a 
lot of opportunity for this station, but I'm glad that I expressed my thoughts there because I did want to do that in the hopes of helping them and how they deal with their employees and their presenters moving forward. And especially if they do have another dealing with a presenter who has like a chronic illness and stuff. The thing is like when this all was being finalized and announced publicly, it was actually like the lead up to International Day of People with Disability. And I just remember sitting in my studio before the show and I was listening to Hack and they had Dylan Alcott on. He was talking about how important it is for workplaces to support those with disability and invisible illness. And I was just like, man, if Dylan knew what they had asked me, if I was fit to work, if I couldn't drive, he would probably be spewing. But yeah, that was just like a funny little thing. Like I said, it instantly felt like the right decision to leave. And I'm proud that I stuck to my guns. And now I'm just entering this new chapter. Like I'm really excited to, yeah, step into new things and develop my skills and work with different people and networks and, you know, companies, labels, brands or whatever. So I guess that leads into what the hell am I doing now? I am essentially working in a freelance capacity. So I'm my own girl boss and it's already been so fun. Like I've now signed with a management agency. So I do have representation, which feels like such a big girl thing. And I've had, yeah, a couple of good meetings. I've can't really kind of dive into the details, but I'm really hopeful that things are going to fall into place for me. Like I still want to do music presenting in some capacity and I'm, I think that will happen. Um, and I get to spend more time on this podcast. I still just randomly pop on the project every now and then, which has been an amazing experience. And even like brand partnerships, if you've, you've probably noticed, if you follow me on Instagram, I've done a little bit of SponCon because you couldn't do that under the ABC due to editorial policy, which is so understandable because it's like taxpayer funded. Um, but now I can work with brands and it's been really fun and eye opening. And yeah, I'm just really so excited for this year and all the new things that I get to experience. I feel like it's a really good time in my life to be having a crack at freelancing because I don't really have like responsibility. Like I don't have a mortgage and I don't have a kid. I mean, I've got Daisy who's <laughs> asleep right now, but yeah, it feels like a, a good time to kind of just put myself out there and see what's good. So fingers crossed it all works out, but yeah, I've just been working on that and having my own schedule and honestly still unpacking. So me and Oscar moved into this new place together and it's so nice. It's this beautiful house that we're renting. And um, actually I should mention too. So in the lead up to me deciding that I was going to leave Triple J, I had this fuck situation at my old rental where there was like a mold and a leakage and I had to throw out heaps of clothes. I actually could not live in my apartment for over a month, I was living out of my suitcase and it was a bit stressful, like figuring out where I was going to stay, where me and Daisy were going to stay. And then deciding that I was going to leave my job. Like it actually felt like Saturn returned 2.0, but it's all worked out now. I'm still unpacking a few things, but it is really nice to, yeah, kind of take that next step with Oscar. We've been together officially for nearly 11 months and there's also a five-year age gap between us so in a few weeks it's valentine's day right i think i might have to do like an episode about the age gap and just explore what what it's like to date someone younger because i actually haven't experienced that before and this is going to be my first cougar (laughs) valentine's day so let's have a bit of fun with that hey 
Um, but that's pretty much it. Like this is just a little catch up. Like in terms of the podcast, I just want to be, yeah, talking about things that I'm interested in. And if you have a topic suggestion, you can hit me up like the email figuringout30 at gmail.com. I do also have an episode lined up. Maybe I'll drop it next week. It'll be very soon. It's with someone who shares a similar experience in just deciding to leave their radio gig and more so on the whole concept of like work and our identity, separating who we are with what we do. But golly, I think that could be it for now. I feel like I've just gone on a massive yarn. I want to say a big thanks once again to the Spoonie Society for sponsoring today's episode. They are amazing. And um, yeah, they have so many incredible heat packs. Like I use so many heat packs. I'm like a crazy heat pack lady because of my endo. But they have really freaking cool designs and like all sorts of shapes and sizes. So please go check out their online store. The link is in the show notes of this episode. Thank you so much to the Spoonie Society. And yeah, this is an entirely independent podcast. I'd also obviously want to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land in which I'm creating this podcast, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. So I'd like to extend my respects there. And I will leave it at that. So thanks so much for tuning in. It's nice to be back with you. This is going to be a weekly offering. So there's going to be a new episode every Tuesday. But yeah, I hope you had a great new year. And it's just nice to be back. So thanks for listening. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.